Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Finding Your Strength Radio, powered by Romeo Athletics. I'm your host, Andrew Romeo, and we have another great episode for you guys today. We're bringing on Mike Marster. He's been a member of the RAFAM for a while now. He's been doing personal training with Yosh. He's been taking classes. He's been doing nutrition with April. He's overall just straight up killing it. Uh, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to our conversation, really get to know Mike a little bit better. If you want to find Mike outside of the gym, you can find Mike at Skidco Barbershop where he's cutting hair, or you can find him on the stage performing with the Funky Dogs. Uh, they just recorded a new album. It's going to hopefully release in Labor Day, and I hope you guys check it out. It'll be on all the different platforms where you can find him on iTunes or Spotify. I, I looked them up this weekend, and I, I thought they were awesome. I thought they were really, really great. So before we get into today's episode, a quick word from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Power Athlete. Power Athlete offers a variety of services to keep you guys strong, healthy, fit, anything that you're looking to do. But what I really want to do today is talk to you about two training programs that they offer, one being Grindstone, the other being Jack Street. Grindstone is an amazing program for the working professional. You got life. You, life is busy. You got kids. You got everything going on. You don't have time to train. What they do on Grindstone is they pre- prescribe you two mandatory days and then some optional days. So you can fluctuate what days you're training, what days you're doing what to make it fit your schedule. It's a really awesome concept, and I, I like it a lot. The other training program that I want to highlight for you is Jack Street. If you want to slap on some muscle, get strong, get jacked, bang some weights, Jack Street is a great option for you. I am a Power Athlete Block 1 coach, so if you have any questions with the programs, how to execute them, what the movement patterns are, what they're looking for, feel free to reach out to me, and I'm happy to answer your questions. So listen up. Check out today's episode, guys. It's a good one. No need to be prepared. Guys, today we got Mike coming in. Mike's coming in hot. He just took the noon class. Uh, kicked some ass. I believe you did a bunch of back squats and a bunch of wall balls and some other fun stuff. Am I correct? Sadly, yes. Sadly, correct. Yes. Um, but Mike, you, you've been with us now for what? Almost a year? Almost a year. I think the first class I went to actually was pretty recently, but I started with the, the personal training with Yosh. Yeah. And uh, Kim, my girlfriend, she was, I think, the one who introduced me to you and then Yosh and came in here for, like, an intro session. And then, yeah. That's awesome. And uh, coming here, yeah, I guess a year now. And I know Kim's been kicking ass working on Olympic lifts with Yosh. Mm-hmm. And then you were, you've been working with Yosh. Now you're mixing in classes. I know you're working with April as well. Mm-hmm. Dude, it sounds like you're really uh, taking on the fitness and health front and really trying to uh, roll with it. I'm definitely trying to. I think... Uh, when you, when you get out of high school and then out of, like, the college mindset, you don't have necessarily a, uh, a day-to-day uh, schedule unless you go out and make it yourself versus uh, in, in high school or, or college, you might have, like, an intramural or, or a school sport that you do. And uh, I think I definitely do better when it's, like, a team aspect, and I think, like, Romeo Athletics obviously does a yeah. kick-ass job of... Thank uh, you. Sorry, maybe I shouldn't, if you can bleep that out. Sorry. No, no, dude, we, uh, we are fully an explicit uh, <laughs> podcast. There's a, there's a button that you have to click, like, is this a non-explicit episode? Or And I always just be like, yeah, I'm going to end up swearing somewhere in this episode. So nice. All we right. might as well just get that out of the way early. We got it out of the way early. Okay. <laughs> but uh, to rewind a little bit, Mike, tell me about yourself, man. Where are you from? What do you do? Um, well, I'm from right here in Enfield. Very cool. Uh, I cut hair at the Skidico Barbershop. Oh, yeah. um, on Hazard Avenue. I've been there since 2019. Okay. 
Um, and I, I play in a band. Uh, we're local to Connecticut. Um, I'm the furthest north in the state, but we have guys from all, all over, uh, including Ridgefield, uh, Stamford, uh, Hartford, wow. Meriden. Um, so we, we definitely stretch ourselves all throughout, uh, I guess, 91 and 84. Dude, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Ridgefield is far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my weightlifting coach that I worked with forever, Gary, Gary Valentine, he's from... Um, Wilton, which is the next door well, neighbor okay. to Ridgefield, and that's okay. like some days on a good day it was like a two-hour drive, and on a shitty day it was like a three-plus-hour drive if you got caught on uh, the Merritt and got stuck on there for forever. So your bandmates are coming in from forever, from everywhere, huh? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Merritt is definitely my best friend in the state. <laughs> I mean, on a good day, right when there's no accidents and you can just rip down it, but on a bad day, good luck to you. Yeah, I will say it was it was very surprising during like the. Um, you know, the height of the pandemic, too, just being able to drive and not have the uh, the stress yeah. of uh, traffic. Not having <laughs> anybody else there out on the roads or doing anything. So with um, talk to me about music, man. You were just, before we got into the episode, you were saying you were in the, the studio yesterday for a while. Um, and I know previously, because I've gone to your barber shop before, I, I know I don't have hair on my head, as everybody knows, but I do have a beard. At least I have a beard right mm-hmm. now, which you made look awesome. And I got to get back in there and see you <laughs> again, because it's starting to get more unruly again. But um, you were saying that you were in the studio yesterday. I know touring hasn't been great with COVID, but filming mm-hmm. it. What's going on with the music, dude? Um, so like I mentioned, uh, with, with the Funky Dogs, um, we're from all over the state, so it was definitely difficult to get together during COVID. But um, we've been working on this third album, uh, which should hopefully be coming out around Labor Day weekend. Cool. That's, That's soon. The, the cross my fingers that everything <laughs> go, goes swimmingly. Um, but yeah, we've been working on that for the better half of uh, a couple months now uh, in the studio. And a friend of mine, Steve Cusano, runs Parkville Sounds in, in Parkville in the, in the greater Hartford area. Um, and, and he's great. But uh, yeah, like you were saying, we were, we were in there uh, yesterday working on some some solos, uh, cleaning up a, a few of our songs, but it should be a really great album. I think it's going to highlight a bunch of different uh, musical genres and musical cool. styles that we have to offer. Um, as I was mentioning earlier, we're, we're from all, all over the state, so each one of us brings something uh, rather unique to the group, um, not just uh, like where you're from, but also the music that you listen to and, and their, each, each bandmate's uh, background. But... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that uh, this album comes out soon and, and people uh, listen in. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, on iTunes. It'll be everywhere. Awesome. awesome. So, again, to rewind, that band name Funky Dogs? Mm-hmm. Funky Dog, cool. D-A-W-G-Z, because we, uh, we went to college, but I guess we're illiterate. <laughs> the... Um so with the name, I'm assuming it's funk, right? And I know you and I mm-hmm. have talked about that before. Mike, what instrument do you play? So I play trombone and tuba. And uh, with uh, the Funky Dogs, we are uh, primarily a, a brass band. Um, and that comprises, um, we have tuba, trombones, saxophones, trumpets, and drums. Wow. So, so how many people are in the group? Uh, we have seven of us, I believe. Wow. So we have John Singham uh, from Meriden, Connecticut on drums. We have myself on the sousaphone as well on the trombone from right here in Enfield. We have uh, Tommy Weeks, we were mentioning earlier, from Ridgefield. Okay. Colin is from Stamford, Norwalk, um, and he plays the alto saxophone. And then we have Aaron Eady, who is in, now he's in Weathersfield, I believe. Um, And he uh, also works 
uh, right over here for uh, Collins Aerospace, so not too far. Oh, cool. And then we have uh, Chris Chewin. We call him Chewy. Uh, <laughs> and he actually uh, moved out to Los Angeles uh, a few years ago, but he's back right now, and his family still lives in Middletown. So he, he's our other trumpet player as well. So, nice. Like so I said, good time to record then. If he's, while oh, he's in exactly. town, be like, yo, man, while you're around... Let's just lay this down and get it recorded. Exactly, exactly. So now with the new album coming out, does that mean new albums released hopefully Labor Day and then potentially, I mean, who knows with COVID, right? And mm -hmm. you're hearing all of this shit start coming back up. But um, hopefully maybe in the fall you start touring a little bit and start playing some gigs? Yeah, that's the hope. I, I think, uh, well, I mean, big picture, I don't think anyone realized uh, that this summer would all of a sudden... You know, yeah. open up. Life, so. life is back on. Here we go. Let's go. Exactly. And you're like, okay, I got like sweet. <laughs> and I, I think for us, we've uh, we've really uh, taken a step back and, and and gotten into the studio because we really care about uh, putting out some some new music for uh, some some new listeners and also the people who have supported us for. So we've been a band since I, I believe 2012. So wow. we're almost coming up on 10 years. So we really want to um, go into, I guess. Since we're approaching the fall, I guess going into 2022, dude, that's amazing. Strong. So, how do you guys all find each other? Um, so, Marvin, um, the leader of the group. Oh, I forgot to mention Marvin. I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, so, Marvin. Sorry, Marvin. If you're listening to this, uh, and and he uh, moved from Manchester to West Hartford recently. But Marvin was the assistant director of of bands at UConn, so he worked with the marching band as well as the pep bands, and with. Um, with the UConn women's team being so popular, uh, oftentimes um, you'd be traveling during the Final Four to different cities across like the U.S. And I think he had the opportunity to go to New Orleans, I believe, more than once. Oh. And uh, going down to New Orleans, have you been? To I've New never Orleans? been. I would oh. love to go, but I've never been. All right, we got we got to get you down there. I would love to. Um, but if you don't get down there, you can always come to a Funky Dogs concert because we Hell put yeah, on man. for the city. But. Um, so he went down there and he, and he saw the brass bands and he was like, oh, I, th I think I can uh, re replicate and, and try and uh, preserve their, their history and culture through the music uh, back up in uh, Connecticut. I realized that, you know, New Orleans, Louisiana and Stores, Connecticut are <laughs> very far apart, but he, he got back and he, he got in touch with a few of us. Um, I, I will say I was a, a freshman at the time and, and I saw them playing at... I think it was like a marching band ice cream social. And okay. I approached Marvin. I was like, hey, what, what is the group about? Um, and at that time, I think they had done like maybe like a, a gig or two. And I was just, I, the music sounded great from what they were playing. And I wanted to be a part of it. So we started rehearsing. And that led to a few local um, like UConn gigs. We, we, we performed like all over the campus and a, a few times in Hartford, I believe. And then more and more people will come up to us, hey, have you ever thought of playing here or playing there? And the time being in college, since we're all right on that small yeah, campus. You're all right like, there together. It's like, hey, why not? We could use some money for food. or And it's something drink. you love to do anyways. And from what you're exactly. saying, it's, it, it fills your passion. It kind of fills your cup. And as you said, 10 years later, mm -hmm. you're still together. You guys are still doing this. You must have done something right along the way. A absolutely. And I, I think that's definitely uh, um, a really powerful thing because... Not all of us, I believe, were, were friends at the time. Com me coming into the group as the youngest in the band, um, I didn't really know too many of these upperclassmen. So coming into it, I was like, wow, all right, this is uh, something. But we've all kind of uh, grown up together and Very kind cool. of formed more of like a, almost like a brotherhood, as Marvin yeah. likes to say, too. 
So, uh, I, I think that's super cool, man. And I have a lot of respect for the longevity of projects, right? Because the, the gym is about to turn 12. Oh, and congrats. So, thank you. Uh, and a decade in for a band, 12 years in for a small business. It's it's a process, right? And so much happens over time. And as you said, you guys grow up together. I feel the same way here where I've literally grown up mm-hmm. running a gym. Um, yeah. And the experiences, and I'm, I'm sure for you guys, you probably have some crazy stories of playing in bars and stuff all around for forever. But um, I, I think that's super cool that you've been able to preserve that for so long. And hopefully, obviously, it keeps going and keeps rolling. And the third album is a hit, and people love it. And it keep, things keep moving along. Absolutely. I mean, there's, yeah, there's definitely an infinite number of, of uh, stories I could I could share. But <laughs> um, and I'm I'm sure on your end. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun time. I mean, we we've gone from playing just in Connecticut to all of New England, um, having I think gone to New Orleans now four or five times within obviously the past nine ten years. Yeah, but that's and, awesome too. Because I mean, that's, as you said, that's where the whole concept for the funky dogs came about it is a trip to new orleans so to go back there and play and immerse yourselves in that culture that's super cool mm-hmm. it's like the the mecca of jazz and brass band music so going there it's such a treat and the people down there i will say much like actually in the gym if, if you want to link the two together uh the people down in new orleans that play in all these other brass bands such as like the rebirth brass band dirty dozen brass band uh the soul rebels brass band to be continued brass band Hopefully I'm not missing any. A hot eight brass band. Uh, we we've gotten to play with and, and, and talk with, and they're they're so giving. They're they're willing. Like even if you went to New Orleans for the first time and you were like, hey, I'm a friend of the Funky Dogs, they they'd welcome you with open arms and they they'd share stories with you. And I've noticed that here with within the gym too. Uh, everyone's definitely uh, very helpful, including the coaches, whether it's in personal training or just on the floor. Um, like I've had the opportunity to work with, let's see, Fred, Hannah, Mac. Yosh, you, and I uh, I hope I'm not leaving anyone now. In April. In April, yes, in April now, too. And April's, uh, she also works at, like, another gym, I believe, too, but I've been working with her now for the past, I want to say, like, two, three weeks. But, hey, things are uh, uh, on the up and up. Good, man. So uh, hopefully you've been finding... All of the coaches, as you said, are supportive, they're encouraging, and they're, they're inclusive, obviously. And hopefully you're pulling away some great takeaways from April so you can use that nutrition knowledge going forward. If you're on the road, if you're at home, if you're going to work, if you're at the barbershop, whatever it is, hopefully mm-hmm. that, that knowledge is permeating all aspects of your life and you're able to really uh, utilize it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was saying earlier that I, I think working as a team aspect and different people have, have different um, ways that they find they work best. But I think in a team aspect, whether it's a band or it's a gym or it's a barbershop, when you work as a team, it makes just life that much easier. Yeah. But uh, and, and, and fitness just in itself, I mean, just even getting up and moving every day, obviously, you know, gets the heart rate moving. I think for me, I, I joined it, um, the gym last year to, to mostly, you know, shed some COVID pounds. But I'll also, I've learned throughout the past couple of months, it's also about like strength and just uh, almost maintaining like your body like yep. throughout. I mean, I'm 28, but I don't want to feel like I'm you know 68 anytime soon. 100 <laughs> percent, dude. And a biggest thing, and people hear me talk about it, is as long as you're moving, right? Like you can come in here and do Olympic weightlifting, or you can come in here and have a more cardio focus, or a weight loss focus, or jump on RA strength and try to get big and strong. But the idea is, is you're moving. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to make you feel not even 28, hopefully 25, 23. I mean, get feeling like you're in your low 30s is a tough topic because it's like, <laughs> when, when are you ever going to feel that invincible ever again and have the little stress and little worries in your life where you're like, oh, man, I can, I can do anything and I can recover by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to be amazing. But, um, dude, I'm, I'm really happy that you're here, Mike, and you're, you're, you're taking advantage of all of our services, which is amazing. And hopefully you're feeling the full benefit of that. Um, to rewind a little bit back to the music thing, and I'll move on in a second. That but I want too. I wanted you to talk about just a little bit about the uh, work that you did in Hartford too, because I know you've mentioned that in the past where you did some volunteer work for underprivileged kids mm-hmm. that um, wanted to get into the music world. Tell me about that stuff. Um, so so Marvin definitely uh, had a connection through Hartford um, with Susan Mazer um, and Donna at the Charter Oak Cultural Center, um, in Hartford. And the Charter Oak Cultural Center also has like other programs. I believe there's another program that they did where they brought kids in and they learned to play guitar and worked actually with the Hartford police. And they, I believe when, uh, President Barack Obama was in office, um, he actually had them come to the White House and, and play there. So, cool. so Charter Oak definitely provides like some really cool um, outreach for, for kids in the greater Hartford area. But uh, for us, our program, um, we do like a brass band um, camp every summer. Well, except for obviously the last. For right now. Yeah, for, for right <laughs> now. Um, but we would do like a two-week camp, and it's uh, local in the Hartford area to, to all local students. Um and we teach them brass band music, much like how, how we learned it. We're just giving back to them. We help them read. We help them um, like sight read, uh, listen to music, and, and get inspired by that. And I believe there's a few students who have gone on now um, past high school to actually play music at a college level. Wow. Um, and uh, our, our students range from, from like different instruments just because uh, we are a brass band. doesn't mean we can't have flutes or clarinets or... Sure. Um, I know I'm leaving out a few other instruments. I think we've even had like guitar players come and play with us too. Very but cool. uh, we would do that on Wednesday nights and then uh, throughout the year and then have our camp. And then we also ran a, another program called Music Matters, which would be Monday through Thursdays, if I'm remembering correctly. And that was also uh, in conjunction with a few uh, schools as well as like the Rawson School and um, a few others. I'm I'm blanking right now, I think, because I coming down from the the workout. So sorry, yeah, schools the out there. The blood Hartford. sugar yeah. that's dropping right yeah. now. Like, I just need a snack, man. Uh, no, dude, that's awesome though. I'm because I, I really appreciate that you guys give so much back to that too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's amazing for all the kids that I mean. Growing up, if I wanted to get into brass band music, I'd have no fucking idea how to do it. So it's mm-hmm. amazing that you're providing people with the opportunity to be like, "Hey, do you play one of these instruments? Mm-hmm. Do you like this kind of music? Absolutely. Is this something you want to pursue?" Come it's hang fun- out. It's funny, too, because when I was growing up, um, I had moved, like, a little here, there, and everywhere. But I actually have some albums that I've had ever since, like, sixth grade. And obviously, I didn't uh, become a part of this band until uh, I was a freshman at, at UConn. But um, there's a few albums out there that actually had brass band music. And I was like, oh, I really like this sound. But you don't know about it until you actually... Um, have someone there to kind of guide you sure. uh, and say, actually, this is the music, here's the history. And that's what we provide to the kids. And um, when we first started, one of our, our, our first couple gigs was uh, going into local schools and, and helping give back and play for them um, the, the music that we would transcribe and learn from um, the, the New Orleans bands that I had mentioned earlier in the podcast. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think the music, when you listen to it as well, 
it's a very uplifting music, and I mean that goes hand in hand with giving back. I think. Oh yeah, too. dude. I think that's awesome. Out on the weightlifting floor, if you want to know the history of any of this stuff, let me know. I'll fill you in on that <laughs> side. I can do Ab- the same for you. Don't worry. Absolutely. <laughs> dude, um, so, so wrapping through that, and I know early in the podcast you talked about being a barber. How would you get into that deal? What's the deal with that? Um, well, I did a few haircuts. I mean, they weren't too good in Probably my like dorm room. Probably like the haircuts I gave Keegan. Yeah. I'm like, here, just stay still for a minute. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Much much like yourself, I do not have much hair on the top of my head either, so I'm definitely in the... Uh, pe- people come to me and, and they take advice from a bald guy, which is uh, <laughs> something I, I, I never thought would happen. But uh, I got into it and went to school down in uh, West ha- East Haven? I think it's East Haven, Connecticut, at the Major League Barber Academy. Cool. And this um, is after college you did this, too. Mm-hmm. So you went to college. You went. For, I'm assuming it sounds like you went for music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Went to school for music, and then from there found out, hey, I like cutting hair. Exactly. Maybe I should go back to school. And you went for being a barber. Exactly. And uh, graduated, I think it was summer of 2019 or summer of 20, 2020. I don't know. The years are a blur right now. <laughs> you said yeah, you started working as a barber ago. in 2019, so I'm assuming it's somewhere early. This yeah, time. yeah. And uh, and uh, Josh Bodian, the the owner of Skidico Barbershop, um, has been cutting hair there for uh, I think like since like 2007. But wow. um, the the team that they have there of of, of barbers is, is very uh, very fun and and, and open uh, to like sharing things as well. And so I was like, oh, this seems really interesting and fun to me. And so going to barbers there and, and chit-chatting with them, I realized like, oh, that could be a really fun passion. And then throughout school, I was like, wow, this is definitely something that I, I really enjoy doing. And um, now I've built up like a, a clientele within the area that uh, you know enjoys looking good every two to four weeks. And Dude, that's awesome. Haircuts. And I'm assuming it's probably uh, another creative outlet for you as well with oh, your music. Where, like, every day you get to go into work and being like, what am I going to run into today? What do I get to create today? What does this look like? Am I working on beards? Am I working on heads? Am I wor- what kind of haircuts am I giving? Exactly. Um, it's super that, cool. And to be honest, the hardest haircut to give is the exact same one I gave the last time. Sure. I mean... Every day people come in, and I've even seen kids most recently who haven't gotten a haircut in like a year. And those are always the the, the major transformations Absolutely. that I like seeing too. Big, like big bushy hair comes, and you're like, I'll I'll take care of that. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, landscaping just on a yeah on a person. Scale. <laughs> <laughs> but I I completely get that because a lot of my creative outlet is designing workouts and how does it flow together and how does this piece fit with this piece and these exercises and how do we get to your goals through this stuff? Um, but it, it's part of what I do that I enjoy and I could see how that would fit very, very well with what you do even more so because cutting hair is way more creative. Um, and it's awesome that both, it sounds like it's something you're passionate about and something mm-hmm. that you like doing, which is really cool that you get to go to work and like, like what work. you do. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the same goes for your end too. I mean, I when I when I come in here, I don't even want to think about what uh what I have coming next. Like walking in today, I didn't know I was going to do 150 like you know wall balls, but I somehow got through it. But obviously, there's probably a little bit of uh, uh, fun behind that in uh, planning some uh, uh, athletic torture per yes. se. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent, man. But uh, when people come to me, you know, they just like hey, you know make me look good, and so getting to create uh, in the barbershop, it's in a way, it's kind of like drawing, and I'm not the greatest drawer by by any means, but um, that's always uh, 
fun to get to go to work and enjoy what you do. And much yeah. like that's obviously why, you know, you have your creative outlet. Mm -hmm. I've got, uh, yeah, man. whether it's hair or music. And I think that's awesome that you have those two mediums that you can practice in. Mm -hmm. And you can go to every day and be like, cool, what do I want to do today? And I mean, I, I, as I said, I got to get back down there myself. My beard's starting to get bushier and bushier. <laughs> and I try to, like, maintain what you do to it. And then a couple of weeks later, I'm like, oh, God damn it. Like, I can't, I can't keep it the way I had it, so I got to go back. Um, I, I try my best. But, well, that, um, that's, but that's what's so funny, too, is uh, I'm definitely in a career that I don't think it'll ever uh, be lost to automation or people I think will, will grow out of haircuts. I've, yeah. I've always said, though, I wonder how, like, barbers survived in, like, the 70s with all those, like, really long <laughs> hairstyles. It's like, how, how did you get that haircut? Yeah, right? Know. And does it switch from being, like, a barber where it's, like, really, like, a bunch of different techniques between scissors and buzzers and all this different stuff to being, like, all right, everybody just has long hair. What the fuck? <laughs> like, it, like how, how does this work now? Like, all right, I guess I'll wash your hair and see? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's that's really cool. Um, so if people want to find you at the barbershop, as you said, you're down at Skidico. Go look you up there. They want to find you with music. Look up the Funky Dogs. Check you out there. Sorry for the quick little interruption, guys, but just another quick word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Power Athlete. Check them out at Power Athlete HQ. Look into their training programs, see what fits you best, and get in there and bang some weights. So remember, check out Power Athlete. Um, getting into the gym stuff, um, it sounds like you've had some really great success. Any big goals you have coming your way? Anything you want to accomplish with us? Um, I just got into the 400 club, as Yosh likes to call it, uh, with the deadlift. I'm working on uh, the squat, uh, the, the back squatting, as well as the, the bench pressing as well. Um, but mostly just coming in each day, just trying to get better than the last. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I, I've definitely gone from, I just want to lose weight to nowadays. It's more like, how can I, you know, um, I don't know, be like the best version of myself, whatever that is like yep. in, in weightlifting too. But I, I, I give all the credit to the coaches and, um, all the personal trainers here too. Well, I guess they are coaches too, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, every day I come in, I'm like, I don't know what to expect, but I'll just, I'll do it. Cause I, Hell you know, yeah, man. At the end of the day, I definitely feel better after, after doing it. And what I, what I love to see is it's the compounding habits effect, right? So your first initial habit was you came in for personal training. You're like, all right, cool. This is, this is going pretty well. I like this. I'm staying with it. I'm doing it. And then you're like, all right, I want to, I want to get better with this. What else do I need to do? Oh, I need to start coming to classes too. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, cool. Let's do this. All right. Now what else do I need to do to get better? Oh, I need to get some, I need to eat better. I need to dial in my food. Cool. Let's do that. Which is awesome to see the compound effect of like habit, habit, habit. And Absolutely. all of a sudden you look back a year down the road, year and a half down the road and you're like, wow. I've made some drastic changes with these habits. Look what happened. Absolutely. I mean, actually, when you put it into perspective, uh, it, it is pretty cool to see. I, 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 I don't think I've ever lifted 400 pounds of anything in my life, but hey. That's and that's cool. amazing. Congratulations. Because <laughs> 400 pounds is a lot of weight to pick up off the ground. Anyone that's never picked up 400 pounds off the ground, 400 pounds, no matter who you are, feels heavy. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's say. no joke. <laughs> it, uh, it definitely puts a lot of strain on your body. Um, and I, I think that's really cool. And hopefully you'll start seeing some of those habits creeping out into other aspects of your life where you're mm -hmm. like, Hey, I want to get better at this. I'm going to, I'm going to set up this habit where after I get out of the gym, I go do this. And you developed more and more habits where all of a sudden you're turning into the best version of yourself and mm -hmm. things are really uh, creating some momentum. Absolutely. I mean, like I was saying earlier, when, 
when I, I, I typically come in, in in the mornings, even if I am half asleep, but when I leave here and go to work or um, today uh, on Mondays, I have off. So I'll, I'll probably like be working on music later today. But uh, when I leave here, I definitely feel like more energized throughout the day too. Rock on man, rock on. And hopefully that's not just the caffeine bump from a bang that you drank on the way in. Oh no, I, 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 I can't do those <laughs> energy drinks. It's just H2O for me. Dude, good for you. I, uh, <laughs> I have gone down the caffeine road for a while. Since having children, uh, caffeine has become a staple in my everyday diet. So oh, that makes uh, sense. Maybe I should talk to April about building some habits of pulling myself off the caffeine. But uh, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. I, I like I like water, but I'm, I'm definitely a tea addict. Are you? Uh, yeah, I love me some iced tea. Iced okay. tea. And I, I was going to ask if you had a specific it. tea that you you prefer because tea has a bunch of like tea is like a genre of things you can get into, right? I oh well, I guess so. I guess I'm I'm on like the the very low level. I just drink like the the Arizona tea that has like no sugar or anything in it. Gotcha. Uh, where it's just like just tea. Yep. Or at at night I like uh I like like the the uh, sleepy time tea. Yep. I know exactly. That, that, that what stuff you're tastes about. so good and uh, it it helps like calm you just before Absolutely. bed too. So then you go. So we're talking about habits. That's another habit, which is really cool to hear that you're doing because okay, cool. I need to prepare my my brain for sleep. I'm going to have this sleepy time team. You start setting up the cues mm-hmm. for what's going to get you a better night's sleep. So right there, Mike, it sounds like you've got a bunch of really good habits that you're building and building and rolling um, that are all coming together, probably without a lot of you even realizing it. <laughs> you know, it's like I said earlier, I guess when you put it into perspective like that, yeah, actually, it is a good thing. Things are fucking, you're <laughs> fucking killing it, Mike. You're doing awesome. Um, other than that... Um, I think I think we covered a lot of really good stuff, dude. You have yeah. any uh, any stories from the road you want to share before we sign off? Hmm. Let me think. Um. What one story that is pretty funny, and just to put everything, I guess, in perspective of, of hard work pays off in in the funniest ways that you might not even know it. Um. One gig we were playing one night, and uh, we were down in Bridgeport, and it was uh. Uh, a venue called the Acoustic, and it, it was it was us and another band. I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was at the time. But anyways, uh, usually before after a show, we'll have people who come up to us and say, "Oh, that like that band is awesome." We're like, "Oh yeah, I play in that band. That's pretty cool." That is so awesome. th- thanks for coming out and like listening to us. And this one guy in particular uh, came up to one of our, our saxophone players, and I I didn't know who it was, but he was uh, he was talking like a big game, and I was like, oh, who, who's Tommy talking to over there? And the other guys in the band were like, I don't know. So it turns out uh, Tommy talked to us after the gig, and he was like, that was Pete Francis of Dispatch. Oh shit! Which uh, Dispatch was uh, uh, they they're still touring as well, but I think they were they were definitely. Um, like really big, I, f- I want to say like in the 2000s, I believe they were uh, from like the Boston area as like a like a folk trio. Yep. I know, exa- I know who Dispatch is. Oh, They're okay. popular from like I would probably say like oh two to like oh seven ish. They were like okay. really big during then, and then I think probably oh eight oh nine they still had some notoriety and but like not as nationwide is what gotcha. I would think. But I do, I do know who Dispatch is. I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Oh, awesome. Okay. And uh, and so anyways, uh, Pete was uh, the bass player um, for the group, and uh, he was doing a, a side project at, at the time, and he's from, um, I don't know if it's Ridgefield, but it's, it's from like the Southern Connecticut area. And so he ended up having us come down and, and play a few gigs with his group, and uh, that led us to playing with Dispatch, 
um, about a year later at uh, Gathering of the Vibes, which was like this major festival that was put on in the Bridgeport area. And then a year after that, uh, they invited us uh, up on stage with them to play at Madison Square Garden. Oh, shit. So you played Madison Square Garden, one of the best venues in the world. Uh, yes. And it's still one of those things that I, I remember going up, sta- uh, up on stage and coming up or coming off the stage. But it, it was one of those things where it was like it almost felt like a, a weird kind of like mystical dream in a way. Yeah. Like where you're like, am I really doing this right now? But uh, it was just one of those things that like one small thing led to one major thing and i think that was back in i want to say 2015 as well so that's obviously with this third album we're you know crossing our fingers that we get back there and we're headlining maybe we'll have you yeah know, have dis- them come in and yeah have dispatch up yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that was that was a really fun time and uh just seeing like thousands of people out there like in, enjoying uh, the music is it, it's, it's a really cool uh feeling I'm too. sure, man. I, I couldn't imagine the, the rock star effect of stepping onto a stage, looking out over the stage and seeing, as you said, thousands of people cheering mm-hmm. and just waiting for you to play and like getting into the music. That, that's got to be something um, unforgettable and remarkable. Oh, yeah. And then the, uh, the I think it was the day after we just took the train home and I had to get to work like the next day. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's quite the rock star life. But yes, right. it, 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 it's like I was saying, it's just funny how like life has a funny way of like giving you opportunities that you might not even know absolutely uh, i mean how how cool is that you have a friendly conversation at a bar after a show you make a connection you mm-hmm. go do some gigs and next thing you know you're playing msg and it's it's the time of your life and hopefully leading to bigger and better things oh absolutely yeah very that's, cool, a, that's always a very, very cool. So walking away from the episode today, guys, if you want to find out more about Mike, you can always go sit in his barber chair down at Skidico. Um, I scheduled my appointment online. I don't know, Mike, do you have a – where, where do they find you? How do they schedule an appointment with you? Uh, if you go to skidicobarbershop.com, my name is Michael Marsters, and there will be a little tab under there that you can click on. There's like an online booking. Cool. Um, it's through a, an app called Booksy, B-O-O-K-S-Y, I believe. Cool. Um, and you you can find me on there and uh yeah and then for the funky dogs as mike was saying you can find them on spotify um itunes mm-hmm. find them all over the place new albums hopefully launching labor day weekend or right around there keep your eyes open for that and if you guys see mike in the gym come up and say hi start a conversation we were just out on the floor a minute ago and uh one of one of the guys that everyone here is familiar with jay uh, they were comparing tattoos for a while. <laughs> so uh, come over, say hi, hang out, lift some weights, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Have a good one. So that concludes another great episode, guys. I hope you really enjoyed it. I thought my conversation with Mike was awesome, and I, I really enjoyed talking to him, and maybe we'll bring him back on the show again someday. If you enjoyed what you heard, you heard about Mike's story, his story in the gym, and how well he's been working and how hard he's been working, and you want to get after it too, you can always find us at RomeoAthletics.fitness. Sign up for your free intro. If you want to get into the nutrition game, you can always look up April. She'll get you spun up with nutrition, make sure that everything is dialed in, and the first intro is free. So you can get some really great information with April for free. Also, your intro coming into the gym for training programs is free as well. And we'll really lay out a path to make sure that you are successful. So get online. Check us out at RomeoAthletics.fitness.